Hagutner of Shabbos. Rabbi Said is really a tremendous lekach, tremendous musal to be taken from the hiding words of Moshe Rabbeinu. That Pashkofer is shown on the surface seem difficult to understand what Moshe is trying to convey. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Klal Yisrael in Perak Tes Pasuk Tes, Va'eshev b'hor alboim yohim v'alboim loyla. I, I, I sat in the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. He's referring to this man that he was Noel or Shemayim. And he says over there, Lechem lo yachalti yumayim lo yishasisi. I didn't eat or drink. So many of the parashanim ask, what in the world is Moshe trying to convey here? It almost sounds like it's, it's some, some kind of boasting. I didn't eat or drink. I took la pella. So, so there's different approaches. Some of the Mepharshim say Moshe was trying to give Klai Yisrael a lesson uh, in what how chosh of the Torah is. In Tefer in his Chidushim on Rosh Hashanah, he says a fascinating idea. It ties into the famous story where one of the Seichem, the big Seichem in Europe, he stopped in the city of Altuna, the city of Abiyankov Emden, Zatzal, to get a bracha. And obviously it wasn't posh, you had to wait, it wasn't, you know, you have to make an appointment and then you have to wait. And he's sitting in the waiting room with all the Yidin that are waiting to go into Abiyankov Emden. And the strange thing, he sees that there's a guy there who looks to be in charge. And the guy doesn't move, he doesn't greet anybody, he's very, very focused on his watch. He's staring at his watch. That's the Gabay of Rabbi Yankovim. And he noticed the guy, uh, the guy says it's, it's 12.45. He, all of a sudden he gives a call out, it's 12.45. His mom is looking at his watch like uh, like fixed, like obsessed with his watch. Okay, he figures maybe there's something, he was telling somebody something, maybe somebody has to be reminded, he didn't. Anyway, 15 minutes later, the Gabay Nocham holds his one p.m. and kach holich is the forty-five minutes that he's waiting there. Every fifteen minutes, the gabai gives a call out. So if he went into Rabbi Yankov Emden, he asked the gabai, "Mazev Alma, so what are you doing?" And the gabai told him, "I want you to know this is my job." Rabbi Yankov Emden said that I can't just be a gabai manning the doors, making sure that there's order and people go in when they're supposed to go in. He says, if you have Yidin in a room, you have to teach them. There's a lekach you have to teach them. And every Jew has his own Musa, what he needs to hear. So how does a Gabbai, who's dealing with hundreds and hundreds of people on a regular basis, right, over the year, thousands and thousands of people, what, is, what does he say? What, how does he address each one of them in an individual way without knowing who they are? Rabbi Yankif told him, we are here every minute that we're here in this world is to progress, is to perfect, is to improve, is to elevate. There's nothing more precious than time. Every minute Hashem gives us is there for a reason. I would like you to let people know every 15 minutes that goes by. You be the clock. That was the singular lesson that every Jew that went to Rabbi Yankov Emden got before they even saw him. 
comes the Teferah Shloimah, and he says, you think it was good for Moshe Rabbeinu to be without bread and water and be sort of like a malach? That was almost like he he was freed from all the challenges of this world that one has to go through and should go through. And that's the process of perfection. And Moshe Rabbeinu was turning to Claudius while telling them how valuable the Torah is that for 40 days of my life I sacrificed perfection. Not I was perfected. Adarabah v'adarabah. I sacrificed that job that I have in this world in order to deliver to you a Torah. What a beautiful idea. That itself was Moshe Rabbeinu's lesson to Claudius. I'll share with you also what the Yismach Moshe says. He has a little bit of a different approach. But I want to sort of analyze, because his question is tremendous. Question that the answer is, the answer is what's Sarachian. He brings us to the Gemara Bav Metziah. The Gemara Bav Metziah talks about the whole idea of not being Mishanim in Minigamokim. When you go somewhere, you should keep the custom of that place, even if it's not your own custom. And the Gemara says, the Yambav Metziah Peivav brings out a member from Rav Chinloi. And the Gemara says, I think it's with Tamchem Ber Chinloi. The Gemara says that a person should never be Mishanim in a Minigamokim. And the Gemara says, what's the Raya? Sharei Moshe Ololomarim. Moshe went up to Shemaim. He kept the meaning of Shemaim. He didn't eat. And the Malachi Ashores, they came down and they went ahead and they, they did eat in Avram Avinu's tent. The Gemara says, from here we learn that a person shouldn't change from the Minik. Ask the Yismach Moshe such a penetrating question. He says, there's no comparison here. We don't have a question how the Malachim survived by eating. They didn't even really eat Chazal tell us. The food burnt. They didn't have a digestive system. Nothing was happening. It looked like they were eating. They don't eat food. And therefore, the Chiddush is that they acted as though they ate. Okay, so there you see there's an Indian. But Moshe Rabbeinu was a, was a, was a Yeludisha. Moshe Rabbeinu was a boss of Adam. We should never think otherwise. Rabbi Yankov Zatzal always used to say that. If you look in Sefer Shmeis, when Moshe Rabbeinu was born, it does not tell us a yachas. It doesn't tell us in the Psukim, Moshe Rabbeinu's father was the Godla Dor Amram, and his mother was the Tzadikas of the Dor, Yechevet. We know that from other places in the Torah, but when Moshe Rabbeinu was born, the Torah is very ambiguous. And that's all. And Rabbi Yankov says the Torah is trying to bring out, don't think that Moshe Rabbeinu had some kind of special DNA, something had to happen here. Like in some of the other false beliefs, that the thinking is that a, that a leader has to be from some other kind of purified, you know, purified Hagdome. Uh, it's a Ben Ishvi Isha. That was Moshe. Ask the Yismach Moshe. So Moshe Rabbeinu needs bread and water. That's how Hashem created him. So the question is much greater. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't physically survive in Shemaim. It's not a question of acting like a minig that you don't keep. He couldn't do it. He couldn't survive there. So how do we answer that question? In other words, the question is much deeper than why didn't he eat. 
His minik is to eat. <laughs> it's not a minik. Somebody who makes a shvur that he's not going to eat for seven days, the chashvur show. Paskin and Rambam and Shulchanoch. You can't do that. So if that's the case, so what's going on? How? What's Moshe Rabbeinu telling us here? And how? What's Chazal, what are Chazal telling us? So the Yismach Moshe says a fascinating idea, really more in the Olam HaMachshava, not in the Olam HaPshat. He says that there's another way to look at the Gemara. And the, simply you learn that the Gemara is learning that there's a Minik Shemayim and there's a Minik Oretz. Minik Shemayim is not to eat, the Minik Oretz is yet to eat. So then you have a good kasha. When Moshe went to Shemayim, what do you mean? It wasn't a question of Minik Shemayim. He needs to survive. But there's another way to look at it. When Moshe Rabbeinu didn't eat for 40 days, that shows that he was some kind of a choymer that he developed and he perfected himself, just like Chazal tells about the man, it was Nivla Batsmaisayim. There is such a thing as a person reaching such a high level of perfection that something does transform in them. And Mela Zokta Yismach Moshe really could have survived without Lechem even in this world. Again, it's a Chiddush Nifla. And really, what the Gemara is telling us is that if Moshe managed for 40 days without bread and water in Shemaim, that's he could have managed that way here too. And why did he take eat here? <laughs> Not why did he eat there? When the Gemara says, Moshe is Araya, the Gemara is saying, is that he didn't eat to eat. And if that's the case, why did he eat down here? Again, these are all big, very big chidush. How do we bring this down to a more basic pshat? So I think there's really a pshat lesson here. Later on in the psukim, it talks about not eating maizusheni, chutzli shalayim, it's also done like that by Kachim Kalim and other things that are limited to be eaten in, only in Yerushalayim. And the Torah Akdoshah there says that a person is the Choysucha Lecho Bisharecho. The Loshan that the Torah uses is a Loshan you cannot. Loisucha. This is in Parakut Beis, Pasakut Zion. You can't. So Rashi right away points out from Rabbi Shubhan Kocha. That of course it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean you can't. It's a, it's an Isa. Says Rashi, Yocholato. You you in fact can. Avil ain't chogashoi. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. If you look in the Talgumunkla, it's the same thing. Talgumunkla says on the on the words Loi Sucha Lecho. Talgumunkla says Les Lechogeshu. Really the same thing as a Bishub and Koch. You don't have you don't have permission. You're not allowed. You don't have the allowance to do that. The obvious pelis, why taka does the Torah use such a lotion of loisuchal? What's the what's the lekach? So Rabbi say I think that the lekach here is a, is a poshut idea. It's really a poshut idea. The Torah doisha. Is here Litzari Fesabuyus, as we know, as Chazal teaches. It's here to complete us. The Torah and the world is a beautiful symphony. The Torah and the world are Mamish, one 
a hand and glove. Even in perception, a lot of times we look at it like this, there are challenges. That Shmir Satera could be a challenge. But that's all part of the Nisoyan of being in this world. When somebody is Oisik Betera B'mitzvah, he's Mekayim as the Mishnah says in Pekiovas. When somebody, Chas V'Shalom, is going against the Torah, he's really going against creation. And again, sometimes to the naked eye, we can't see it. Sometimes we do see the destruction of Averis. But very often, we're not Zoichet to see that. But in fact, seen or not, that those are the facts. And the male of the world by nature, accommodates the Torah. I always tell the Talmudim the tour, the beginning of Evan Ezra, who says, why did Hashem create Odom and Chav as one? It almost looks like he did it. it started like this, and then they said, by Ebesh, there's no, there's no Machshav Shnir. And the tour says a fascinating thing. He says that if you look in Yevomus, you look at the high bar Chazal give us how a husband has to treat his wife. And the Ramam explains the same thing, how a wife treats her husband. It's really very hard. How do you reach a level of How do you reach those levels? He says, the Abish to put into the Bria, the Metzias, that the woman is a part of the man. To accommodate Evan Which means the world around us is there to be Mekayim Esatera. And the Torah is Mekayim Esatera. When Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemaim, and there was a din of Al Yishane Odom Iminigamokim, that same body, that same physical being, the Yiludisha, that needed to be sustained physically from food, now that the Shulchan Aruch of that person was Al Yeshana Odom Iminigamokim, now there was no need for bread and water. Everything is there in sync, perfect sync with the Torah. Moshe is telling Klal Yisrael, never look at the challenges that confront you. And there's a perception, I can't. There's no, I can't. When Hashem gives us a directive, the world is here to accommodate that directive. And sometimes the challenge is part of the directive, that there should be a challenge. And our job is to overcome that challenge. But there's not an I can't. And says Moshe Rabbeinu, you want to know how far this goes? When I was in Shemaim, and there was Al Yishana Odo Miminigamokem, there was a Lechem Loyachalti Umayim Loyashasisi. For me, this is such a chizuk. This message of Moshe Rabbeinu. There was not even a Reach of boasting. There was a lekach, a direct musa that Moshe is conveying to Klal Yisrael. And that's the way to look at the Bria around us. That there's a certain degree of loisuchal, of course you could do it. But we have to understand that when we're doing, when we go against the Torah, we're doing something which is really, that's what's really against our creation. That's really what's the impossible. 
And it's the it's it's fakert, like Rav Shach Zatzal said many times. Hashem will some will do that. He will allow us to go against the Torah because that's on Isayim. That won't be bechirav. If the world just ran exactly the way the Torah directs us, which is the way the world was supposed to run and the way it was created to run, then there would be no bechirav. We would just be a bunch of robots. So in order to eliminate the robotic activity from the boss of Adam, the Ebishter created Bechira. And Bechira facilitates that. But the Emes is, by the roots, it's Loisucha Lech That's the lesson. And this is the way we have to open up our Shulchan Aruch and look at each Simon in Shulchan Aruch, each Maim Chazal, each directive from Shemaim. We can. And all we have to do is embrace it. And then we'll talk to Ushmar to Mlasis. We'll be to all the Birchas Hatera. And good Shabbos.